Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, welcome back, everybody. We've been on a little hiatus. Hey there. Um, vacations. Um, you got to vacation. I know. I was like, not well, me. I put it plural, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had family, and that was yeah. fun. Yeah, there you go. Um, so, yeah, family time, raising kiddos for you, just uh-huh. doing all the fun things with them that summer brings, um, and being farm wives. Been busy. Yes. Meg. Officially has her Midwest card. I do. She bailed hay. Or straw. Straw. Yes. Straw. I did my first bailing, you guys, and I've got the blister to prove it. It's on my finger. It still bleeds every now and then. <laughs> did you not wear gloves? I did not wear gloves. <laughs> no one told me. <laughs> this, this blister. This am, blister came up in like five minutes. I was just like, okay. <laughs> I am impressed on where it, the location of it, it is. I held the bail hook like, like this. <laughs> It's like on the side of my finger, guys. Oh my gosh! It's a, and, and you put it up to the microphone. <laughs> Can you see it? Can you see my blister? <laughs> oh my gosh! How it, do you all take us seriously? <laughs> For real, though. Um, but yeah, it was. I loved that you got to experience it for the first time. You know, it was actually really fun, and I saw our barn fill. Like my husband cleared out this area of our hundred year old barn that hadn't been cleared out in a while and we stacked it and it looked so pretty I was like this is cool actually well there's a picture of her doing it on our Facebook or Instagram so go on over to the project 68 ministry page yeah. and check it out because it is it's a beautiful yeah it's, picture yeah. like the surrounding like the barn and the straw just how it's stacked mm-hmm. but yeah it's crazy how the simple life is so beautiful yes <laughs> amen to that okay well, today, um, our topic's going to be having a servant's heart, and I would like to open up in the book of Mark, and we're going to, I'm going to summarize a bit first, and then I'm going to start reading. So, Jesus has a very rich man approach him as he's out teaching one day, and he says to him, good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? This man is very wealthy, and he's young, and Maybe kind of like the modern day mogul, like if I could make a reference. He's young, he's rich, good looking, all that. Um, Jesus says to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not bear false witness, do not defraud, honor your father and mother. He answered him, This is the rich man. Teacher, all these have I observed from my youth. Then Jesus, looking upon him, loved him and said to him, You lack one thing. Go your way, sell whatever you have, and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. And come, take up the cross and follow me. He was saddened by that word, and he went away grieving, for he had many possessions. Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, How hard it will be for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God. The disciples were astonished at his words, but Jesus answered again, Children, how hard is it for those who trust in riches to enter the kingdom of God? It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. They were astonished beyond measure, saying among themselves, Who then can be saved? Jesus, looking at them, said, With men it is impossible, but not with God, for with God all things are possible. Okay. So, 
I don't know about you, but those verses strike me as harsh. Yes. I think I always get, there's so many things in the Bible you read like that and um, you automatically apply it to your life. Mm -hmm. And so obviously my Seth, my Seth, my husband and I are not, yeah, are not very, I mean, we're wealthy in blessings, but when you come financially, I mean, middle class, you Mm -hmm. know, and so, but we do, if we buy something. Or if we want something, we buy it. Mm-hmm. And so when I read this, it makes it convicts me almost. Oh yeah. To like, do I really need these things? Well, and let's put it into context. Really, here in the United States, this is the richest country the world has ever seen. We are in the top. Just us in this country. If you are middle class, we're still in the top two percent of the richest people yeah. in the world, which is crazy. We are wealthy compared mm-hmm. to most of the world. Yeah. So. Um, I ask myself when I'm reading this, how do I line up in these scriptures? Would I be the rich man holding on to the things of this world? Or would I be like the disciples who left all they owned and their um, their families, everything, to follow Jesus? Or do I see myself in James and John? I'm going to hop over to James and John here. I'm still in Mark 10 if you're following along. Let's see. And why you look at that, I actually, because I didn't talk to you about this before, but it's funny that you said that and um, about the things of this world. And I found myself not because I go through a lot of spiritual battles and stuff. And a couple of weeks ago, I was really struggling with, am I really excited for Jesus to come back? But I don't have this yet. Mm. Or this is what I really want. But I'm, I found myself and I caught myself and called myself out and was just like, am I longing for his return? Mm. And I've always been one to say, yes, I am. But in those couple of weeks, I was really struggling because I wanted these luxury things of this world. And I was living very worldly, even though it might not have been uh, my intention, but I was convicted of that. So we always need to remember that God is so aware of what we're doing. And he will eventually come back around and kick us in the butt and say, are you living for me? Are you living for the world? Are are your thoughts aligning with my thoughts? I'm going to hit on that too here in a bit. So good. Good side. Good side thing. Good side bar. Sidebar. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So um, going back, or am I like James and John? I see myself here quite a bit. So I'm still in Mark 10, um, verse 35. Then James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came to him saying, Teacher, we want that whatever we may ask you would do for us. He said to them, What do you want me to do for you? They said to him, Grant us to sit, one at your right hand and the other at your left hand, in your glory. But Jesus said to them, You do not know what you are asking. Can you drink the cup that I drink and be baptized with the baptism with which I am baptized? They said to him, We can. Jesus said to them, you will indeed drink the cup that I drink and be baptized with the baptism with which I am baptized. But to sit at my right hand or at my left hand is not mine to grant. It is for those for whom it has been prepared. When the ten heard it, they began to be very displeased with James and John. But Jesus called them together and said, you know that those who are appointed to rule over the Gentiles lord it over them and their great ones exercise authority over them. But it shall not be so among you. Whoever would be great among you must be your servant, and whoever among you would be greatest must be servant of all. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. 
So. I love that verse. Yes. I see myself in James and John in their zealousness, honestly. When they go to Jesus and say, can I sit at your right? Can I sit at your left? And Jesus is basically like, well, only God can t- say who's going to sit at my right and my left hand. That's not for my, for me to give away. But then he kind of turns it on them and says, are you willing to do what I'm about to do and follow me truly? Or ha- are you still holding on to the things of this world, if that makes sense? Because Jesus, we know, they weren't aware, but he would, he, the cup he had to drink was his death on the cross. Mm-hmm. And John lived to a ripe old age, but James was martyred. So, yeah. Yeah, and when, yeah, when we choose to follow Jesus, and if we truly want to live like him, we have to live with a servant heart, just yes. like the Mark 10, 42. And we are actually supposed to give our lives up mm-hmm. and not, well, it could be, I mean, we're not going to be crucified. Well, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> we could be martyred by crucifixion, <laughs> but Ugh. that would be horrible, honestly. Um, but are we willing to serve God knowing that we could potentially be martyred? Mm-hmm. Are we willing to serve God, potentially giving up everything we have in the U.S. and go serve him in communist China. Yeah. So here's the thing. These, I, I get this is a hard teaching here. And it's the, that's the point, guys. If we're not going to challenge one another, then, then we're wasting our time, honestly. Yes. If you just stay in a place of comfort, you're never going to grow. Exactly. So while these things are heavy, especially the Kylie going, are you willing to be killed? <laughs> Sorry, I just no, had to strike that one first. No, it's the truth. That is what Jesus is asking exactly of James and John in that moment. So we need to check ourselves. And it sounds impossible. These things sound impossible. How could God ask me to give up my home? Like he asked a rich man, sell everything and give it to the poor. I have kids. I have this. I have that. Okay. At verse 27, when Jesus says, with men, it is impossible, but not with God. For with God, all things are possible. I'm not saying that's your out, but that's the answer. Mm -hmm. Jesus paid the price. So he's not saying, hey, Kylie, go sell your house and give away jupe. (laughs) he's saying struck a chord where is your heart where is your heart is it in the same alignment with me and he wants us to be reborn with the holy spirit to be born again and then he transform us transforms us from the inside out to have that heart does that make sense so Mm -hmm. the rich man where he failed it's because his heart wasn't in the right place, essentially. Mm-hmm. He wanted to buy his way into heaven. He, what must I do? He, this man was used to having everything. And Jesus loved him. Did you pick up on that? Mm-hmm. And challenged him with the one thing that he knew he, was, he couldn't give up. Mm-hmm. But Jesus still provides the way. Mm-hmm. I, um, this is kind of a funny story. So... You know, Midwest, small town. Obviously, I loved country music growing up. Mm -hmm. Um, My parents didn't really listen to country music. They're children of the 70s. um, I love 70s music. I know you do. It's like my go-to. Every time I tell people, I'm not really into rock and roll or like, I don't, I mean, I could probably guess this song, but I wouldn't know who sings it. They like look at me. I'm like, I like 90s country. (laughs) (laughs) Early 2000s country. But I remember talking, I was in a Kenny Chesney phase. Oh my. You know, what girl hasn't, I guess. Yeah. But, 
<laughs> I remember thinking, because I just read something in, there was a Country Weekly magazine I would pick up at every Walmart, every time I was at Walmart. Nice. And I remember reading this article, it was about Kenny Chesney, he did all these good things, and I, was, I said something to my mom about him going to heaven, and mom basically shot my heart down. Well, we don't know if he's going to heaven, because is he right with the Lord? That's right. And I go, and I remember thinking... I was so sad. I think I probably argued with her about it. <laughs> Protecting Kenny Chesney's soul. And uh, But it's true. Like, we see a lot of good, good people doing a lot of good things, but is their heart in, rooted in Jesus? That's right. You could, you could be like the rich man, sell everything and give it all to God. But if your heart truly isn't aligned, it's for nothing. Mm-hmm. So... Um, I'm going to read 2 Corinthians 9, 6 through 7, which speaks on Mm -hmm. um, the heart. No, no, it doesn't. (laughs) Sorry, Romans 12, 2. (laughs) Maybe she's thinking a different one. I'm doing a different one. (laughs) Okay, Romans 12, 2. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Mm. If you want to go to heaven, you must be born again. You must let the Holy Spirit transform you. And it literally transforms the way you think. Mm -hmm. So when it it comes time to give, instead of being legalistic about it and saying, I got to give this much or God won't bless me. No, that's not how it works at all. Mm -hmm. The Holy Spirit will lead you to to give what we are meant to give through his guidance. We want to have the heart of Christ to the point where we see a need And Jesus is loving that person through you because you can't stand to see that need unmet. Yes. And um, actually, when you were reading, I thought of Mark 8, 36. I came to, and it's, what good is it for someone to gain the whole world yet forfeit their soul? Yes. And when we don't live in the servant um, attitude, if that's the word I want to use, that's 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 what we're doing. We're basically living for the world, in my opinion. That's how I would take it. No, that's exactly um, it. We just have to have that attitude and live as a certain or servant of Christ instead of always living for the world. Mm-hmm. And it's such a, a, a struggle for a lot of people. And in Mark 2, 17, it is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. So when we talk about our servant attitudes and we think we're a sinner, I think that verse also applies. I don't know. I just kind of felt like the need to read that. So that might not make sense in anywhere. But the healthy, so the rich Christians might not necessarily. You got it. Be, yes. Yeah. But we need to also serve the poor and the, we don't, we can't just look through the one. I'm struggling here a little bit, No, but I'm trying to find the words. You said the rich Christian might not, I think what you're trying to say is they don't necessarily see their need. Yes. There's, I've got everything taken care of. Why do I really need to depend on God for anything? And you're blind at that point if you don't see you, the state your soul is in. Yes. The wretchedness. Thank you. You got it. I'm like, why well, are you putting this on my heart? Because I can't <laughs> find the words. <laughs> oh, and that's how it happens, guys. Sometimes you just get this overwhelming feeling and you he'll give you the words or he'll help have somebody else help you. Well, we prayed for the Holy Spirit to speak before we started. So yes. there you go. Yes. Um, but I love that. You, you hit on this a bit earlier. Ultimately, this world is not our 
home. Mm-hmm. And that's you backtracking to where you said that at the beginning. Yeah, guys, if you, you need to check yourselves here and I'm checking myself with you. People Me tend too. to talk about things they need to work on. So I'm preaching to the choir here. Same. If you are so caught up in having a great home or having the latest thing, I'm very or, even guilty like, of that. or even like things that are good, like I want uh, a good marriage, all these things, if any of it comes before the Lord, mm-hmm. if it's building up treasures here on earth, mm-hmm. that's not the goal here. Now I want you to have a good marriage, hear me. Now I kind of feel bad saying that, but... <laughs> If it comes before the Lord, it's an idol. And ultimately, mm-hmm. none of this is going to stand. Mm-hmm. Matthew, it, it says in Matthew 6, um, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. We must be born again. Mm-hmm. We have to align it with our hearts with the heart of Christ. So we're not like the rich man where it's the one thing we can't give up. We have to be willing to give it all Mm -hmm. just as Jesus gave his all right to continually be transformed by the renewing of our minds. And if you find yourself in that's so good in a state of anxiety or fear or anything, we need to remember that it, the things that we're scared of are worldly. Mm Mm-hmm. And we, as Christians, born-again Christians, we've committed our lives. We know we're living for Jesus. We're having that servant attitude. We know where we're going, and we know the promise of our future. We know our blessings are to come. Mm-hmm. We're blessed on earth, but we're really going to be blessed by being able to live in the kingdom of heaven. That's right. And I think that's so important to remember in this day and age because I think Satan has really struck fear into a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And, um, well, especially right now with everything that's going on. Yeah. Right. Okay. So with the things going on right now, like Kylie said, it's easy to be fearful, but I, I highly recommend pastor JD Farage. You guys, he posts his sermons, um, online every week. He is a pastor in Honolulu, Hawaii. Darn for him, right? <laughs> I was trying to remember where he was from. He's from Hawaii. Yesterday, his, actually. His ethnicity, he's really from the Middle East, but That's he's a pastor okay. in Hawaii. Very knowledgeable man. Oh, yes. Knowledgeable man. Um, I was listening. So he posts his sermon and then also a prophetic hour he does every Sunday. And people hear prophecy and they go, oh, future telling. That's not necessarily what no. prophecy is, you guys. It's a... Uh, what's happening right now and how does it align with God's word? Mm-hmm. So he will do that every Sunday as well. And I listened to that yesterday in light of the riots and Black Lives Matter and COVID and all these things that are happening. And he said this, he said, I believe God is allowing these things to happen so that his children can more and more let go of the things of this world because they're so awful right now Mm -hmm. and that's easy look around you and you kind of go oh I want to be in heaven I thought that yesterday yeah and (laughs) and there is a verse in Revelation I think it's Revelation and forgive me if it's not maybe it's Timothy now they say that where it says in the last days it will be the wearing down of the saints where we're just tired Mm -hmm. well here's the thing guys this world's not our home and we have the resources to help those in need and that's what 
that's what Christ would have us do. So transform your thinking, transform your mind, your heart to not just see people, but to see the soul behind the people. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Yeah. It, this, it, people are saying right now, all lives matter. Black lives matter. You know what? Souls matter. I don't care what the color of your skin is. Can mm-hmm. we just give that up for a second? Yes. Souls matter. And I, if those people are rioting, they're hurting. If it's COVID and they're scared, they're hurting. If they're poor and they can't feed their kids, they're hurting. Be Jesus. It's not that hard. Love your neighbor, the first and greatest command. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And love your neighbor as yourself is the second. It's easy. It's easy when it comes down to it. Sorry, mm-hmm. I'm preaching. Oh, I love it when you get on your preaching. But um, <laughs> no, yeah. So that's that's all, that's the word we have for you guys today. Hope it makes sense. Align yourself with the Holy Spirit. Ask mm-hmm. Jesus to transform you from the inside and out, and love people. Yes. Create that servant attitude. That's right. And thank you for listening this week. And today's Midwest meme brought to you by Meg. Fun things to do in the Midwest. Admire road work. Hit suicidal deer. (laughs) Go to Walmart. Drive around for fun. One finger wave at people. (laughs) So true. (laughs) Run through a field. Experience all four seasons in one day. Drink pop, not soda, and say oh at least 12 times a day. I have to add to this one because my friends and I, we would go to Walmart. That's right. And walk around and hang out and buy random stuff. You would find the cool stuff at those times. Like, look at this slipper I must have. I don't know. Like, it doesn't matter. I feel like the, like, and it had, like, all these, I don't even know, like, little trinkets. Yes. And I I don't think Walmart had, maybe they do somewhere, but I feel like it's not as, um. Cool. Yeah. 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 And so, it's so funny. And then, if we were running through a cornfield, it's because we just TP'd somebody's house. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So, all of those are so true, just like each and every other one that we've ever read. Oh, it's so good. (laughs) It's so true. Yes. So, my Much love to y'all and God bless.